Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you guys doing? I need to hear you. Alhamdulillah. How's it going Alhamdulillah, great. Are you back home? G, G, Mufsa. Back in Houston? G. Mashallah. That's why I'm missing all my. No, I'm the best. Is this how much? I'm here and everything. I'm, I'm here. Any, any, any Eid Salah uh, plans for you, for your communities? Uh, I don't think so. Inshallah, we will have your Eid. Small, Jamaat. I'll make it easy. Inshallah, keep you safe. Um, you know, we obviously just recited the 29th. Just for those of you that know the 29th, just I'm sure you enjoyed it because it was very melodious, uh, as are the voices. Um, very beautiful, very beautiful Jews with you know beautiful surahs attached to it. Uh, any, any surahs or any specific verses that you um enjoyed? Uh, for me, Mufsab was uh. <clears throat> the first portion of uh, Surah Ma'arij where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about he gives a description of Yawm Al-Qiyamah he talks about Yawm Takunu Samau Kal-Muhl Wa Takunu Jibalu Kal-Ahin and then it talks about uh, you know the, the, the disbelievers the Mujrimeen the criminals what they're going to happen what, what's going to happen to them like it's going to be so bad that they wish they could be ransomed by their own family members like their wife and their brother and their family. So that part was uh, uh, very interesting and very scary as well. You like the scary part, huh? Yeah. So, uh, Noor, how about you? Um, for me, it's similar, but uh, in Surah Al-Haqqah, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the two groups of people, people, those that will be successful, and uh, mashallah, the example are so unique and practical practical that we can uh, fathom them that we understand them because we see them in real life that once someone uh he uh aces a test you know he passes a test he brags about it he goes around he's proud of himself and he mm -hmm. shows off his results so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the, the one who will get his results and his book of good deeds in his right hand he will say oh look here's my book of good deeds he'll go around and he'll be happy oh. and joyful oh. Allah well, makes amongst those people, inshallah. Jazakallah khair. Very similar, both of you. Alhamdulillah. Jazakallah khair. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah. Wa salli ala rasulullah kareem. Ma ba'd. So, in the 29th juz, we have um, a number of surahs. Um, predominantly, all Makki surahs. Uh, and we will identify two themes in these surahs. So, the first thing that we have to understand is that a good chunk of these surahs are revealed to the Prophet in a time where he was struggling with the people of Makkah, where they were taunting him, they were mocking him psychologically, trying to uh, humiliate him physically at times, trying to hurt him. So this is the background, right? This is the, this is the, this is the backdrop, you know, the behind the scenes of this surah where this stuff is taking place. So in the first half of this juz. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes it upon himself to clarify to the Prophet that you're alright and these people are the ones that have issues. And in the second part, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala identifies his responsibility, what he has to continue doing. So first, you're, you're, you know, a person is dealing with persecution and some form of uh, you know, oppression to an extent and then he's being told that you still have to continue these two things. 
right? You can't just stop. You stopping is not is 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 a form of defeat. You have to continue these things, and this is what they're saying to you. But this is what the reality is. So there's two things that are happening. One, Allah defending the Prophet and two, Allah telling the Prophet to continue doing what he was supposed to be doing. So how does Allah defend the Prophet So number one. And Surah Qalam, very beautiful surah, one of the, some say the fourth surah that was revealed. Uh, we're going to talk about two and three today as well. So Allah says, Noon, wa ma yasturun. I swear by that pen that writes and documents. What do I swear about? Ma anta rabbika that I swear that you are not someone that is crazy. You're not, you're not insane. Rabbika. Through the virtue of your Lord. You're not, you're not insane. You're, you're, but rather for you, there is a reward that is that is being preserved, that is that, that cannot be documented. That cannot be written, it cannot be documented, it cannot be numerated. That's a reward that we have written for you. And you are verily on the highest level of good character. You're at the epitome, the mountaintop, the mountain peak of good character. And that's the way it should be. Let them say what they're saying. Right? Let them say what they're saying, but you, you respond with kindness. It's your kindness that attracts these people. You're at the height of good character, and that's why you don't respond to them. And you should continue that. Khuluq is not something which is natural. Khuluq is something which is nurtured. Khuluq is something which we have to make an effort to add into our life. Many people would say that I'm naturally rough, I'm naturally harsh, I'm naturally, you know, um, rigid. Well, it's okay if a person has a, uh, you know, natural disposition of being harsh or rigid. There's nothing wrong with that. But when it comes to what we say, we can't say I'm naturally rough with my tongue. If I am naturally rough, I have to work on getting better. That's what khuluq is. Khuluq is when an individual makes an effort on a quality that he wants or she wants to nurture in their life, over a period of time, that after working on it for so long, that quality becomes second nature to them. And now when they now when they display this quality, or when they act in accordance to this quality, they've mastered it to such an extent that despite it being such a great quality, they don't even realize the greatness of their act. Right? So what that means is that is the height of, uh, of sincerity. You know, like what you're doing is so great, but you know you're not boasting over it or taking pride over it. Right? That's khuluq, and the Prophet was the master of that. In the Quran, Allah told the Prophet to relax in many places. Relax with your prayer. Don't pray all night. Just pray a part a part of the night. The Prophet was told that you know take it easy with your generosity. He was so generous. Anyone that would come to ask him, yeah, Abdullah and Jalalullah said that no one that came to ask the Prophet and and it was sent away empty-handed. Anyway, that came, the Prophet gave them. Right. So Allah told the Prophet, Don't open your hands completely. Just have a portion for them and have a portion for your family. The Prophet would recite Quran it would be, and he would be overwhelmed by it. So Allah said, Subhanahu wa ta'ala, Taha, Ya Muhammad Don't Allah, don't let this Quran overwhelm you. It's a reminder for you. And in Surah Qiyamah, Allah said, Inna alina jama'ahu wa Qur'ana. We'll take care of the Qur'an for you. That's our responsibility, right? Inna anzinna dhikra wa inna lahu lahafidun. We are the protectors of the Qur'an. And when it came to good character, the Prophet was not told to stop. Rather, he was told that, yeah, you're at that point and you should continue. And Surah Haqqa, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
uh, echoes a similar um, uh, a similar statement where he says where Allah subhanahu wa talks about that this is the, the, what, he, what the Prophet is saying it is the words of a, of a righteous messenger a noble messenger it's, these are not the words of a sorcerer or a magician these are not the words of a, a poet these are the words of a prophet and this actually was one of the first times where Amr ibn Khattab anhu had any form of inclination towards Islam. When the Prophet in Makkah al-Mukarramah was reciting Al-Haqqah and he came to hear it and he just heard it from the, from the Hafaz. It's very rhythm, it's, it has a very beautiful rhythm, a tone. And imagine the Prophet reciting it, Al-Haqqah, Mal-Haqqah, Ma Adraka Mal-Haqqah. Like it just flows so beautifully, right? Um, and Ramadan was 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 perplexed by it. he was just listening and enjoying. And as he was listening, he's like, ah, man, I knew this 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 is this is a poet's words. This is the work of a poet. And as he thought of this, the Prophet read, No, no, these are not the words of a poet. He said, ah, this guy, how do you know I was thinking about that? These are the words of a sorcerer. And Allah said, No, wala kahin. These are not the words of a sorcerer, not a magician. But rather, these are who? Tanzilum mir Rabbil Alameen. This is a revelation which has descended upon the Prophet from the Lord of the Worlds. There's nothing in this that he adds himself. It's directly from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the first half of this juice is speaking about the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala giving the Prophet encouragement, validating him, giving him love, support, that you continue doing what you're doing. Now in the second part, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives the Prophet two commandments. And we'll end with this. Iqra was the first command, which is to recite, to read, educate yourself. But the second and third commands are come in the form of Surah Muzammil and Surah Mudathir. The second surah that was revealed and the third surah that was revealed. Some say it was Mudathir first and Muzammil. Others say it was Muzammil and Mudathir. And Iqra was a command to start your, your wahi. But the first amal, right, to follow up one's education. Like if, I, if I learn some knowledge, what's, what, what am I supposed to be doing? Right? I'm supposed to be doing two things. And that's what the Prophet was told. One is Iqra. Okay, learn, read, recite, educate yourself. Okay, once I'm doing that, well, how should I follow it up? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells the Prophet two things. Right? And this is how we should all follow up our Ramadan. Our knowledge, our ability of learning, right? Whatever we gain in the month of Ramadan, it's how we follow it up. Number one, Ya ayyuhal muzammil, qumil layla illa qalila. Oh, the one that wraps himself in a shroud. Qumil layla illa qalila. Which means, stand up for prayer in the night. The first command that was given after Iqra was isolate yourself. Find some form of, find some form of, Find some time in the day where you're alone and you're praying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The first effective knowledge is that it allows me to want to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It pushes me, it urges me, it encourages me to connect myself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Pray to Allah. Stand up in the middle of the night. And you need it. This is your, this is your, you know, your alone time. You know, Islam is not about, Islam is not about complete. Isolation, right? Neither is it about um, complete integration. Rather, it's a balance between the both. What is the balance? 
the balance is you have to find some time at night to isolate yourself. Why? Because during the day, you have a very long day. You're swimming in an ocean. Sabaha means to swim against the tides. You have a very long day. So in order for you to have strength during the day, in order for you to have power during the day, identify some time in the in the night when you're <coughs> when you're alone to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This will give us strength during the day. We think that praying at night will take away our ability of, of, of being effective during the day because of a lack of sleep. Allah is saying, no, you pray at night, it will give you strength during the day. It will give you confidence. It will give you power during the day. And then Allah says, subhanahu wa ta'ala, the second effect of your knowledge is what? Ya ayyuhal muddathir, hum fa'andir. Oh, the one that wraps himself in the shroud. Stand up and warn people, meaning in integrate with people, be with them, be in them. Don't isolate yourself completely from them. Take the power of the night that you benefited from because you prayed at night. Take that and put it into the people. So one is to learn and then act upon it yourself. That's what Muzammil is talking about, acting upon it yourself. And then once you act upon it yourself, you also have a responsibility of kumfandir, to go tell people about it. And educate people And these are the two primary goals of our wahi Of our ilm right? Allah, Allah says The Prophet says May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless that person Who, who, who learns my, my, my knowledge My hadith The Quran Number one, iqra Then what does he do? He acts upon it He protects it by applying it And then he goes ahead and he informs others about it and the benefits of doing it. That's Muzammil al Muddathir. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told the Prophet in the first part of this juz that they're calling you these names. Don't worry. I, we know what we know who the real crazy person is. It's not in, it's not you, it's them. Right? But you have to continue your job. How do you do your job? Like what is your your, your to-do list? Your to-do list is A, educate yourself. And by educating yourself, you have two sub-commands. Number one. Find some time alone so you can build your relationship with Allah and then go and in, go into the people. If you built your relationship with Allah, going into the people will not be difficult for you. You will not be affected by their slurs, their comments, their mockery, and you will not be compromising your deen. But if we don't, if we don't strengthen our relationship with Allah at a time of isolation, alone with Allah, praying to Hajjud, then when we go out in the people. And we want to give da'wah, perhaps we will compromise our deen. The fundamentals of our deen may be compromised. We may slip and fall. But if we're building that relationship, then it becomes much harder to fall. Because we have the foundation of giving da'wah. May Allah make us amongst those to educate ourselves, act upon it, and then go ahead and preach it. And this is the role of our Habib wasallam that has also been given to us. May Allah make us amongst those that can be the source of benefiting people. The Prophet says that man sanna sunnatan hasanatan fa'alihi ajruha wa ajru man amila biha. Whosoever starts something and he, and, he, and, he, and he motivates others to do it as well, he gets a reward for him doing it and he also gets a reward of everyone else doing it. Right? Easy reward. Easy investment. It's like, it's like a sleeping partner. That's all we need. May Allah bless us all in the last few nights of Ramadan. Um, for all of you, please, if you have not signed up for our final webinar, um, tonight, 11.30 p.m. Um, we have a beautiful lineup of scholars, speakers, nasheed artists, uh, with Sheikh Omar Suleiman, Sheikh Suleiman Mullah, 
but we're blessed with with, with Zain Bika being a part with us tonight. Um, you know, everyone that's here, if you haven't signed up, please sign up. And if you already have signed up, share with some people in your community that have not joined our programs during this month. Perhaps this program will be enough for them. They're probably joining other programs, which is perfectly fine. But maybe they'll, you know, enjoy tonight's program. Because I don't think there's much happening tonight uh, as far as webinars and so on. I think ours is probably the only one. So maybe they'll be encouraged to come as well. So let's, we educated ourselves, we're acting upon it ourselves, and then we're pushing other people to do it as well. So we're implementing this, this um, triangle right away. Jazakallah khair for joining. Jazakallah khair Qasim Bhai. May Allah bless you as well. May Allah bless everyone that joined. And we look forward to seeing you tonight. InshaAllah ta'ala. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa